Welcome to our Team Roundtable podcast, where we explore the hot topic of the week here at CRA Resources. And just a reminder for those tuning in for the first time, CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. So let's dig in. Angela, what is the hot topic for this week? We wanted actually this was a topic that Miss Carrie brought up and we thought it would be a really good timing to speak about. But why candidates should have a clear focus on what it is that they want to do. And and anyone that's read anything that I've ever written on this topic hears me talk about stories. You know, what is it the story that it is that you're trying to tell and and how well are you telling that story? It's about getting clear yourself before you start even applying for job, much less building your brand or that type of thing. So we thought we would talk a little bit about that. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's like step number one. <laughs> Try to figure out what exactly you want to do, what you'd be a good fit for, and to be moving in that direction, and then to get all your other ducks in a row in terms of branding and whatnot, putting yourself out there for that goal, that vision. So I like it, getting back to basics. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if we think about it, and maybe Miss Carrie, you can jump in. If we're looking at candidates and we're looking at their LinkedIn profile, when is it st- extremely clear by looking at their profile that they aren't telling a story or maybe they haven't thought about their brand. Well, and I think it's failing because some resumes I've seen, I've seen somebody come in and they used to be a coordinator and then they went to the CRA role. Then they went back to being a coordinator and now they're reaching out to me for a CRA role. For me, what that tells me is that if I place you in a CRA role, you're going to end up not being happy. There was some reason you had left that CRA role to begin with. Therefore, you're going to end up leaving the CRA role that I place you in. So for me, that shows that you're not in control. You need to decide really what you want to do before you start jumping around, unless you have a really clear reason about why you did what you did. That. That really is the key is we, we say this all the time. Recruiters scare easy. And and there are circumstances where people have to step back from a CRA role, especially if it requires a lot of travel. So moving into a coordinating position might be something you have to do for your family. I think in those cases, it's important to explain those when they're, you know, either in a cover letter or on your resume. I'm seeing Natalie shake her head. So what do you what yeah. do you tell people? What would you tell people on this topic? Definitely explain the change of like, for instance, like Carrie mentioned, coordinator to CRA to back to coordinator or whatever the case may be. Explain that because as you stated, uh, recruiters do scare easily. And at the end of the day, your resume is telling your story. It is literally telling what you want to do as far as your career path and your passion and things like that. So you want to make sure that if there is a lot of back and forth in roles and you're like, okay, well, what do they want to do? That there's some type of explanation. So that way, as recruiters, we're not like, I'm not even going to bother with that person because are they going to stick with our client? Are they going to enjoy that role? Um, Because at the end of the day, our goal is to find them a good fit, um, Mm -hmm. both for the candidate and our clients. We want to make sure that they mesh well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what about how it goes the other way? So we just mentioned CRAs to maybe stepping back to coordinating. How about management um, candidates who kind of step back into wanting to step back into CRA roles? 
Um, what kind of stories do we have? I think Jenny, didn't you have somebody recently who kind of fit that mm-hmm. description? What was that scenario? Yes. Um, so I did have someone recently who had been in management and had indicated to us that that's really what he preferred to do instead of rather than CRA roles, but um, then applied to a CRA position. So when I spoke with him, um, it was kind of clear that really he was hadn't been able to find something he really wanted. So it was kind of settling for the CRA position, even though he really preferred management. Um, so that's that's really not what we're looking for because we want, like we said, we want to find you a good fit and we want to find a place where you'll be happy and want to stay a long time um, rather than something you're just settling for. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of a an example um, the other way, a good example is I have also talked with people who have tried management and decided they really didn't like it. Like they, it made them realize how much they love the CRA role and that yeah. that's really what they want to do. Um, so that in that direction, we ha- are happy to represent them for a CRA role. They've le- kind of learned that lesson and realized their passion is for CRA work. Well, we I love agree. that. I do. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that. We want to work with people who love doing what they do. They do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're there because that's what they want to do. They're they're going to be good at it because they love mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. They're going to embrace it because they love it. They're going to stick because they know what they want. That's the key, isn't it? Know mm-hmm. what you want. So. Yeah. And I think it's so difficult, you, you know, the the whole concept of understanding what it is that you want. I think this is really hard for people. It was really hard for me. I changed my degree five times. I would have probably changed it again, but I thought my dad would shoot me. And uh, because it, it especially if you're really if things come a little easier to you and, and you know, wanting to explore and, and kind of put your foot in, in the different water bases and, and kind of see, OK, well, what do I like to do and would I like to do it this way? And do I want to do this? And that sounds really cool. I'd like to try that. I get it. I love the creative spirit and I love the curiosity that comes in play with it because that shows a sign of intelligence that's really hard to beat. With that being said, from a recruiter perspective, I want to know that this is what you want to do. And to Jenny's first example, the gentleman that she spoke with, he was a stinking cutie pie. I would love to represent him, love to represent him. For a job that he wants to do and um, but not for one that he would settle for because he won't stick there long. And that's the reality. Once he finds what he's really looking for, he's going to bolt. And I get it. Totally get it. But we can't put our clients in that position at all. So now let's talk about like we're working a CTA position right now and we don't do a lot of those because those entry level positions aren't usually things that our clients ask us to recruit. And we've had a lot of CRAs that have expressed interest in that. Now we are representing some CRAs for this gig. We're going to be getting those over to the client today. But talk to me about when it's okay to step back in a situation, not just to Jenny's example, but in this situation, why is it okay for a CRA to step back into this role? Anybody have any thoughts? I think with our contractors that we currently have, it's almost a want to be able to help us out because we Mm. have built such strong relationships with our CRAs that they said, well, if it's only for three months, mm-hmm. I can completely do that and take care of it for you. Even at a lesser pay rate, they were willing to go in. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I appreciate their forethought because I think they're not just thinking about themselves. I think they're also thinking about us and to be able to help our clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So absolutely key. It's short term. 
They are, mm-hmm. They're doing it to help us out and to help the client out. They're, they can easily do it in their sleep. They can dovetail it into what else they're doing. So that's absolutely I, perfect. Go ahead. I Becky. think that's the key there is they can dovetail it into what they're currently doing. Because I think we've touched on this topic in the past. I'm not sure if we have. But, um, you know, if it were a nine to five Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. extra 100 percent sort of contract that they wanted to, you know, add on to their current term or 100% Monday through Friday gig, you know, that would be tricky. That wouldn't really work for this kind of position. This one, luckily, I think they can do sort of after hours weekends kind of supplement what they've already got going for their normal business hours, Monday through Friday. So that kind of works for somebody who just kind of wants to dip their toe into this to, to get this done, to have a little extra, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're okay with that. And those other situations, it's a little harder to be able to tack on, you know, another 100% thing when you've already got a 100% thing that has to all be done at the same time. You know, sites are only open certain hours. And, you know, if you're doing actual straight monitoring, you know, it's it's good to have a couple of different contracts. But if you've got, you know, a perm, and then a contract, we kind of steer clear usually of those. But if you're stepping back, you know, into the CTA role, and especially if it's kind of outside of the normal hours or can be done that way, then, you know, it that's a, could be a good fit. I agree. Yeah. And this is just a data review, a TMF update, um, some document control and cleansing. And you're right. I mean, you could do that anytime. So dovetailing it in makes a lot of sense. So how do you as a candidate get clear? How do you get clear? Take a moment to sit down and write it out if that's what you need to do, Um, because if you are not clear and you're not focused on what you want to do, you're always going to be, in my mind, a hot mess. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And and I think goal setting is I, I think and I've told Jasmine this during our live sessions, but goal setting for me is spiritual. You have to really sit down and think, you know, what exactly is it that I, I want to do? And you can start out by asking the question of what is it that I don't want? What do I not want? Let's get that out of the way, because if you if you make decisions based off of gut or instinct and you're not assessing what it is that you truly want today, next month, next year, five years from now, then you are just reacting. And the reactionary approach will not lead you anywhere but to another reactionary approach. It's. You have to have goals and setting those goals are really important. And we talk a lot about career goals and telling the story, but we're not naive to the fact that we we don't believe that you don't have families to support. You don't have aging parents that you need to take breaks and take care of. You don't have kiddos that you want to be for there for their soccer matches or that you don't end up with health crises that make you not be able to travel anymore. Or you've got to cut back your hours or whatever. Life happens and you have to be able to marry what's going on in your life with your career. And that's why sitting down and setting those goals makes sense, because then you're easy, it's easier for you to a when you're building your brand on the LinkedIn profile or within your resume and the, thinking about the story that you're trying to tell. You're telling a blended story. I was a CRA. I loved being a CRA, but I had to step back into a coordinating role because I had a child that had special needs or I had this, that right. or the other. But that has been taken care of. And now I'm ready to rock and roll because this is what I really want to do. That's the story that I want to hear. I see Natalie mm-hmm. shaking her head. Yeah, that's I it, love isn't those it? Stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a clear explanation. This is what I ultimately want mm-hmm. to do. 
This is where my passion is, but I had to take a step back because of this situation. It's been mm-hmm. taken care of, and now I'm back to get into it. Yep. Yeah. So you know, and don't sit down and I'm sorry, Angela. Um, sit down and visualize. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to do it when I'm setting goals and I want to accomplish something or achieve something. I just sit down and I just visualize that mm-hmm. goal happening, that accomplishment, like me picturing myself in the situation. Um, mm-hmm. And then that way you can probably get a clear mind as far as what you want to ultimately want to do. I agree. That mental rehearsal is important because if it's not right, you're going to feel that it isn't right when you're doing mm-hmm. the visualization. Yeah. So, And then you can, again, you can make those separate decisions whenever things do happen in your life that cause you to have to sidestep or put the brakes on or whatever. Right. Um, the other thing that I would say, too, is don't follow those arbitrary rules that define how a resume is supposed to look or how mm-hmm. a LinkedIn is supposed to look. If you had to take a step back or take a sidestep or change your trajectory because life happens – Explain it. Put it in your resume. Put it on your LinkedIn profile. You know, document the reasons why. Don't leave that up for imagination. What happens, Jenny, whenever we have to imagine things as recruiters? We we always imagine the worst. So (laughs) we have to protect our clients. Yeah. Yeah. We imagine the worst, not because we're terrible people, but because we have to we have to do the best for our clients um, as well. You know, and to that point, don't cover up a gap, you know, um, with something. Don't stretch dates. You know, don't get creative trying to not have to explain something that's happened, either a gap or a step back. Don't make up titles. I, you know, I saw that the other day when I was doing reference calls, you know, um, a candidate had said that they were a certain title, but um, when I talked to that reference, they actually didn't really do any of that work. They did a different kind of, you know, other tasks. And, um, you know, we really don't want you to misrepresent yourself just to cover up a step back or a gap, something like that. So just be aware of that. Just be transparent. This day and age, you know, we want um, that kind of transparency and vulnerability and then let us help you with that. You know, that's what we're here for. Well, that's the thing. And I know there's some sleazy recruiters out there, but we really do want to help. So just be transparent with us because we can help you articulate those life changes and shifts and trajectory updates on your resume and even in your LinkedIn profile to better brand yourself, to make it clear that, hey, look, I am in control, but life happens. And I had to make these different decisions to accommodate the fact that I am the key supporter of my family. And uh, doesn't mean that my career goals have changed. It just means my story is not mapping the way I expected it to, you know, and um, but but we can help you with that, too. If you're open and honest with us, we can certainly help you with crafting that story and make it clearer. Well, thanks, ladies. This was so great. Um, A really great topic. I think this will help a lot um, for you guys to really get dialed in on what you want to do and then let us help you um, get there. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to explore more of our content, you can visit creresources.com slash blog to check out our latest articles and additional podcasts. You can also sign up to get this content delivered straight to your inbox. So feel free to reach out at CREresources.com for more information about our firm.